your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app and join me next week to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we recap the Wilds' 5-2 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 3 of their opening round playoff series. We try to figure out who is actually to blame for the lackluster play for the Wild last night and uh, try to pull a little bit of positives out of the game heading into Game 4 on Saturday. My name is Seth Topal, your host of Locked On Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last two seasons covering exclusively the Minnesota Wilds. Well, I'm going to start by prefacing, I am extremely tired this morning and still pretty annoyed at uh, what we saw last night. I'm sure a lot of Wild fans waking up today because of the fact that we had a uh, home playoff game start at uh, around 8.45 uh, last night. A lot of people waking up probably feeling the same because uh, first playoff game at home of these playoffs and uh, what started off so promisingly well ended in just complete head-scratching fashion. A 5-2 to two loss in which the Wild led 2-0 in the first period and you could have taken the first period after it was done you could have put that aside as its own game, and the second and third periods could have been a completely different game, days, weeks, months apart, because that was not the same team that was on the ice in the first period as opposed to the team that was on the ice in the second and third periods. Uh, it just wasn't. It was like the Vegas Golden Knights brought a pinata out of the locker room uh, for the second period, put it. Uh, on center ice and just did not stop swinging until the candy came out. It was just, it was disappointing, I think, is the best way to put it. It was disappointing because it was the same sort of performance that we've seen from this wild team in previous playoff appearances that has led to them getting ousted in the first round. No fight, no urgency, and more mistakes then you can count if you watch the game at half speed. Just uncharacteristic turnover after uncharacteristic turnover. Too many players who decided that despite the 2-0 lead to start, despite the fact that they had Marc-Andre Fleury out of position, despite the fact that they had the Vegas Golden Knights on the ropes, despite the fact that they were getting great looks and were just flying up and down the ice to grab that 2-0 lead, despite all of that, one goal getting waved off changed the entire complexity of this game. The entire complexity of the game. The Wild were not even remotely close to the same team once that goal was, uh, was waved off. And... Instead of continuing to attack, instead of continuing to push the issue, instead of trying to pick up the third goal and maybe grab another, maybe a fourth at that point, they decided that the waved-off goal was too 
insurmountable of an obstacle for the game to continue. And Vegas sensed that. Vegas 100% sensed that on the ice. And so that's why we saw more urgency from them, more fight from them. And that's why they won the game handily by the time the uh, final buzzer sounded. Five unanswered goals is unacceptable. The amount of time that the Wilds allowed Vegas to just waltz up and down their offensive zone is unacceptable. Mustering seven shots, or eight or nine, or whatever it ended up being, in the final two periods of the game is unacceptable. Allowing Vegas to have 22 shots in one period is unacceptable. And so I saw a lot of attempts to push the blame on the officials, saying that uh, penalties should have been called and weren't. I can't accept that as a reason for why this game went as south as it did. If we've learned one thing from this playoff series so far, it's that the team that dominates in the first period does not win the game. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that the team that wins the game is the one that adjusts, the one that takes the early punch and is able to weather it and then gets the momentum back and never lets it go. And the Wild have not been that team. The Wild have not been the team of adjustments. So if you want to look at reasons that this team is down two games to one heading into game four and that they lost at home in a fashion that still makes my blood boil this morning, they did not adjust. The Wild did not make any adjustments. And I know that Marcus Johansson being injured threw all of the line combinations out of whack. It led to the greenway erickson eck felino line being broken up. But at the same time, you have to... There's still game to be played. Losing a player is not something that Vegas is using as an excuse. Max Pacioretty has not played in the series, and yet they find themselves up two games to one. Their leading goal scorer has not played a minute of the series so far. And yet Vegas finds themselves up two games to one. They're not making excuses. We, on the other hand, are. And so I, as you can tell, still steamed about what we saw last night. But that's because it goes back to every other series in which this team got ousted in the first round of the playoffs. And we wonder why. That's exactly why this team let up and started making excuses for why things went wrong instead of somebody stepping up and being the savior, being the hero, being the leader this team needed in last night's game. No one did that, and that's why we're down two games to one. Coming up next, we will attempt to pull some positives from last night's game. We'll go through our three stars of the night. We're going to continue the breakdown of last night's 5-2 to two loss to the Vegas Golden Knights next here on Locked on Wild. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar, those delicious and great-for-you protein bars. Built Bar has nine amazing flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So if you enjoy, well, food... There is a flavor for everyone. And if you're not sure which Built Bar flavor is best for you, don't worry. You can buy a mixed box 
where you'll get two each of the nine flavors. So you got the delicious tasting flavors, but check this out. They are also packed with protein. Most Built Bar flavors have 17 grams of protein or more, are only 130 calories, have only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. There are even a couple that have a few more grams of protein uh, as well. So uh, plenty of protein packed into each great Built Bar flavor. So if you are looking for a tasty treat while you're trying to get in better shape for the summer, head to BuiltBar.com, and if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. So use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Continuing to recap last night's 5-2 loss in Game 3 of the West Division opening round playoffs here on Locked on Wild, and we talked at length about how the team just kind of stopped in last night's game after the uh, third goal of the game was disallowed. And that's one thing I want to key in as well on because uh, I saw some people suggest on Facebook that it was done because the uh, officials somehow favor the Vegas Golden Knights and want them to win, so they're giving them extra chances uh, to win in this series. Now, is Vegas playing chippy? Yes. Are there some things on both sides that have gone uncalled? Yes. Is that a reason to just throw your hands up and say, well, if they're just going to keep calling penalties on us, there's no chance for us to win this game? No. If you don't like how Vegas is playing or you think they're being too chippy and you need to reestablish order in a game, have Marcus Foligno drop the gloves. You have killed off every penalty that Vegas has had so far in the game. And if you want to send a message, much like they did in one of those final regular season games after Kirill Kaprizov got checked from behind by uh, Nicholas Haug, have Marcus Foligno or somebody else, have Jordan Greenway drop the gloves. Have someone say, enough is enough, we're tired of this. Kill off that penalty and get back to the game. It's I, I'm not somebody who really subscribes to the theory of blaming officials for um, the the outcome of games because there just is so much else that happens during the course of a game that you can't blame a penalty called with one minute 30 seconds left in a game you can't blame that for uh, deciding the final outcome of the game because there were plenty of opportunities throughout the rest of the game too and Were there a lot of penalties called in Minnesota in last night's game? Yes. But look again at the fact that the Wild went the final two periods with something like eight shots on goal. That is the, I think, biggest issue that you need to be upset about, is that they could not establish any sort of presence in the Vegas zone after the first period last night. And anytime they did, it was a shot from the top of the zone, the easy percentage shots that draw that drive us crazy, that drove us crazy in previous playoff series. Those easy shots as soon as they get the puck into the Vegas zone that are something like a 98 or 99% uh, savable shot that we're settling for. That is the biggest issue to take away from last night's game is that the te- they they just went away from the game plan and settled for shots just for the sake of shooting the puck. 
That's the thing that I have the biggest issue with. The penalties is something that happens every single game, and uneven officiating is not a new concept in this league. It's something that every team has to deal with from time to time. So you can't fall back on that as saying that that is the reason that the game was lost because the officiating was bad. Take into your own hands the outcome of the game. Like I said, if you don't like the way Vegas is playing, let them know that. Drop the gloves. Serve a two-minute or five-minute penalty and get back to the game. That's the easiest way to take care of that. If you don't like the way Vegas is playing and the that things are going uncalled, that Vegas is being super chippy, take care of it yourself. Somebody step up and take care of it yourself. That's all I'm going to say on that. And the other issue from last night's game was the amount of players that just disappeared. I said it early on in the show today, and I will say it again because it needs to be said a thousand times into perpetuity. Somebody on this team needed to step up last night, and nobody did. The fourth line, which had been great through most of the uh, the regular season, save Nick Benino making some amazing plays on the penalty kill, and we'll talk more about Benino in our three stars uh, to finish off today's show. Save Nick Benino making some pretty amazing plays on the penalty kill. The fourth line was non-existent last night. Nick Bugstad taking the offsides penalty to wave off the third goal for the Wild. I'm not really sure what he was trying to do there. Crossing in front of uh, uh, whoever it was on the uh, the far side of the ice that had the puck. Not something that he needed to do. And so that was a great challenge by Vegas because it was definitely an offsides. And that's just indicative of the night that the Wild had as a whole. The fourth line, completely non-existent. Victor Rask had a couple of nice plays early on and then was invisible the rest of the game. You had Kirill Kaprizov, who has been completely neutralized by the Vegas Golden Knights. And we knew that was going to be a thing going into the series, is that they were going to try to make sure that he did not impact the outcome of any of the games. And he hasn't. He has not. And so when that kind of stuff happens, somebody else has to step up and uh, and take that on and be that leader and somebody that can get you a goal or two to um, pull the game back and grab that momentum back. Vegas took momentum last night after that third goal was waved off, and they ran and hid and never gave it back. That can't happen. That can't happen at home in a playoff series where you now find yourselves down. You had a chance to take home field advantage away from the Golden Knights and squandered it. They have to win game four now, or this series gets dicier than I think anybody really would ever want it to be. So that's, you know, those are a couple of other things that uh, I took issue with in last night's game for this team. We'll take a look at the three stars of the night uh, for the Wild in last night's game next here on Locked on Wild. 
But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. The NBA playoffs are soon to be as well. And Major League Baseball is in full swing, so there is plenty for you to place your bets on at BetOnline.ag. So before the next pitch, before the opening faceoff, before the opening tip, before the first tee time of the next PGA Tour event, head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines for even one more second. This is your chance to get into the game as your favorite teams make their playoff push. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild, recapping the Wilds' 5-2 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 3. Vegas now leading the series by a score of two games to one. Three stars of the night from last night. We'll start with Nick Benino, who I'm going to give the third star of the night to, uh, mainly for his work on the penalty kill. And Benino has been vital to that unit's success, and he was vital again to its success last night. Had the notable sprawling block um, on one of the Vegas power plays early in the game to uh, control the puck and to prevent a shot towards Cam Talbot. And then instead of trying to do anything super fancy, simply flips it up in the air, to, uh, to get the clear. And, you know, Bonino has been doing that pretty much all series. Some of the unsung things in this series, it's just there really hasn't been a whole lot, as I said, that is going on on that fourth line uh, to help him out. So Nick Bonino, the third star of the night in last night's game. Second star of the night... Going to go with Ryan Hartman, who had the uh, had a goal in last night's game, finally, uh, after a couple of really, really good games to start off the series. Uh, he gets rewarded in last night's game, but uh, after that first period, nothing to show for it for the Wilds. And then the first star of the night, Jewel Eriksson who looked like was going to have two goals in the first period, but uh, the second one waved off. And again, Rightfully so, on that third goal, that was the correct call. Nick Bugstad trying to, for some reason, step in front of, I believe it was Kevin Fiala, trying to step in front of him for some reason and uh, ended up entering the zone before the puck got there. So that that was the correct call um, to neutralize that third goal. Even though it did happen something like 30 seconds before the goal was scored, it's it's still... Still in offsides, but um, Jewel Erickson Eck, your first star of the night for continuing to uh, really be one of the standout performers of this series for the Minnesota Wilds, and uh, not really a whole lot else to show for it in last night's game. I want to finish today by just kind of looking at where we're at in this series now after a game three in which I'm sure a lot of people like myself are, uh, are pretty irked still at what we saw. This reminds me of the 2017 NFC championship game, Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles. You're probably familiar with what happened. Uh, Vikings scored the first touchdown of the game. 
we thought, this is great. This is amazing. This team's going to the Super Bowl. We're going to go to the Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium. We're going to host it. This is finally going to be our time. And the team, after that 7 nothing lead, did not make any adjustments and could not get out of their own way the rest of the way, and we ended up with 38-7. That's a pretty close assessment with what we saw in last night's game. A 2-0 lead. The Wilds were looking great. Everything looks like we were going to take the lead in the series and we're uh, going to be able to really put the pressure on Vegas uh, throughout the rest of the series. And then all of a sudden, it flipped on a dime. That third goal was waved off, and after that, it was completely downhill from there. This team has to rally going into Game 4. And I, I don't mean that to suggest that we need to see a hot start and that's good enough. They have to bring it for 60 minutes. You have to bring it for the entire game. Start off strong, get that two-goal lead, and hold it. Play better. Win one 5-2. Play better where you get the lead and you extend it. Put the pressure on Vegas. If you don't like what you're seeing from them in terms of being chippy and scrappy and bush league and whatever you want to call it, take care of that. Police that yourself. Don't expect the officials to bail you out. Police that yourself. Show them that you are not going to take that kind of thing. Take this series back. Because if you lose on Saturday, if you lose tomorrow, you get to head back to Vegas with nearly a full crowd. And good luck with that. So we'll have, uh, I think, a bigger preview of uh, tomorrow night's game tomorrow. Maybe when I'm in a little bit better mood and have had a chance to um, digest this game a little more and separate from it. But for right now, I'm not really in the mood to pull positives from what we saw last night. Because to quote Dennis Green, we love him, to quote Denny Green when he was uh, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm going to tweak this slightly. The Vegas Golden Knights are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. You can't do that in Game 4. Wild have to control the action from start to finish and win Game 4 and tie this series up and then go get one on the road. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Uh, thank you for everybody who has tuned in uh, throughout the week. We've had uh, a lot of response to the things we've done playoff-wise to uh, cover this team. Hopefully this little pep talk will fire uh, the Wild up heading into Game 4, and uh, we'll see if we come out on top and can uh, send this to Game 5 all square on Monday. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter as well at Locked on Wild and you can follow me on Twitter as well at Seth Topes. We'll have a game four, uh, game four preview for you tomorrow with a Saturday edition of Locked on Wild.